0: Episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall.
1: I can I can tell you all day, I can run through the steps with you, I can do all that stuff, and it, it's really amazing how it works, but what it does is it pretty much introduces me to me. It allows me to drop all the survival – all the things I had to use to survive out there and, you know, the tough guy stuff and all that stuff. I can let go of that stuff, learn to live, learn that a lot of what this is is my perception, that things aren't really – feelings aren't facts, stuff like that, you know. Um, and what really really keeps me clean and makes me happy is working with other addicts trying to do things to help other addicts get clean you yeah. know and the, like I said in the break the therapeutic value of one addict helping another is without parallel right um nobody can understand me like another addict and no doctor you know no no offense but no psychiatrist can understand right. what goes on in my head and what drives me like another addict um no, I'm happy now. You know, I have a daughter, I work hard, I owned a business for like 7 years. Um I've been married, I've been divorced, I've, d- I've all done have. all that. Yeah, we all, <laughs> we all have. We all have. Um uh, you know, I have I'm very close with my family. Um me and my girlfriend, we're very close with her family. Um yeah. she she does this too, you know. Um and it's just something about um Isolating that issue Getting away from the fear And uh, You know Working on myself Getting down to the root Of what's going on With me And And almost it's like a reinventing process almost of of who i am and what's okay and what's not okay and all that stuff
0: let and me ask you a question because i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this um we talked a little bit off uh you know mike earlier about uh, an article i recently ran across uh, johan Hari's written a book called uh, chasing the scream the last days of the war on drugs and he his argument that he makes is that hey maybe the way we've the way we've thought about drug addiction being um, more so about like drugs getting their hands on you and you just can't get loose. Um, Maybe uh, really, what it's more about is um, people finding something they can connect with because they feel like they can't connect with people. Um, it reminds me of John Lennon, you know, a long time ago on the Dick Cavett show, talking about like, "Hey, instead of the war on drugs, you know, we should be asking why why are people wanting to use drugs? What's driving mm-hmm. them to, to use drugs?" What What do you make of that idea? Have you Have you read anything of Johann Hari's? Or I haven't, I haven't how heard. does that strike you? Does that sound reasonable, or does that sound like he's off the yeah. mark on that?
1: Um, It sounds reasonable. I understand mm-hmm. the Lennon quote that you had said. Um, you know, it's it's tricky because uh, why do people, why did I use drugs? Well, you know, I can tell you I used drugs because I didn't like the way I feel, but I have the disease of addiction. The right. disease of addiction is what Dr. Westfall explained. You know, right. my things don't line up right. Yeah. I haven't changed my chemicals. I haven't fixed my receptors. I can't do that. Right. You know, um what I've done is um you know, when I I don't know if I'm answering your question or going off on a tangent, but when I was out there I'm not sure what there, the question is. I'll ask, so yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> when I was out there, uh every once in a while I'd have a job and I would get some uh insurance and I would go to a doctor and I'd tell the doctor all these problems I would have ha- I was having like a psychiatrist or just a regular doctor mm. and they would diagnose me with all these mental issues and give me, you know. I had a doctor at one point. The guy was giving me um, tons of Klonopin, Adderall at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just he was, he was treating my ADD and my anxiety and my this and my that. Once I got clean and stayed clean for a while and got the drugs out of my system and stopped living um, driven by addiction, mm-hmm. I have no diagnosis. Right. My only diagnosis is addiction. Right. You know, as far as I know, uh, or as far as I've been told. You're not
0: relying on those kinds yeah, of yeah, psychiatric medications. Yeah, I take no antidepressants. Right.
1: I, and, and that doesn't mean that that everybody's like me. Right. You know, that, that just means that I didn't have all those problems, but until I could get clean and stay away from drugs for a while and stop living that lifestyle, I couldn't be properly diagnosed. Right. You know, because it manifests itself in so many ways.
2: I think, and to that point, you know, each person's struggles are going to be different. Sure. Um, and so, you know, when you talk about a uh, couple things, I want to make comments on the one of the things I see in your situation that, that changed. Um, your first brief sobriety was at twenty three, mm-hmm. which is, if you remember from previous talks, right, the age at which which part of the brain finishes developing It's at the frontal lobe, the frontal lobe, yeah. mm-hmm. which is the part of the brain that is where that impulsive system is. Okay so he describes being somewhat impulsive when he was young Um, i'm not saying it's gone but he's less impulsive at 23 than he was at 14. Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that probably allowed him to begin conceptualizing things more long-term instead of short-term and so that's one of the things i think that probably allowed you to begin this even wrestling with the concept of getting clean now it took you another five years to get there and that's part of the the difficulty in, in overcoming addiction but i think that's one of the things that helped the other thing you said um, that um, I want to politely contradict, when you said, I can't change my receptors, you actually have been changing your receptors. Okay. Um, because, it, subtly, um, you can't go in and fix the problem. I think that's what you're saying. But what you have done by getting into treatment and getting working a program is you are using other parts of your brain, your cortex, your thinking parts, to go and make new connections in that emotional part, which is what you were using when you were younger. And so you're now able to inhibit some of those impulses. You're now able to think through your actions, and you're actually able to change some of your emotions. And that's what therapy is about, whether it's through uh, working with other addicts, I mean, they're therapists. Mm. I mean, I, I, I oh, mean yeah. the, you, as you say, I mean, and, right. and, and only addicts can connect with addicts. I mean, that's true. I mean, I, I see that all the time. Um, that is, they get it, and they're being therapeutic. And so when you reach out and help other people, you are helping them change their brain chemistry, not through medicines, but through therapy, counseling. Mm. Uh, so, from a
0: physiological standpoint, though, there are methods by which you can make fundamental changes. What's going on in completely. your brain? Yes, yeah. I mean, thing. yeah, it is fascinating. Yeah. I
2: mean, one just real briefly uh, in counseling in general, uh, there's one protein called brain-derived neurotropic factor. What? Essentially, it's an yeah. enzyme that helps to grow neuron n- neurons and new connections. Yeah. You can measure the levels of that enzyme before and after someone's gone through therapy. Mm. And during therapy, you have increased levels of that enzyme, indicating that we're probably making new connections. Our brain has some plasticity to it. We can mold it. And when you are thinking and working on changing your behaviors, you're making new connections. Um, You're changing your brain.
0: In a way that would strengthen you against the disease of addiction, make yes. you more powerful yep. when it comes to resisting. You're working on yeah, uh,
2: regulating your affect, your emotions. You're working on regulating your impulsivity, your, your yeah. I- behavioral inhibitions. You're working on regulating your pleasure center, right? Uh, pushing it down if it's over if it's overproducing, you can suppress it. Get it so to a new is, level, a yeah. new baseline. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. takes a lot of work.
1: Let me ask you this: in that um, the way you just explained that. How would you describe relapse? Because in the program that I work, I consider myself an addict and and the disease of addiction does not go away. It is a a, um, chronic fatal disease, if not treated. So uh, usually when I see relapse, the person stops working steps, stops having a sponsor, stops going to meetings and does all that. Does that mean that the receptors and the chemicals start changing back? Great question. It is. Let's, Let's take a 45, take a break we'll
0: 45 second yeah, break it. just to yeah. clear our throats. Sounds uh, when good. we come back, we will answer that question, answer some questions from Twitter, and then kind of finish up this conversation. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at behammountainradio.com or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers.